0: Welcome to Stemming and Stilettos with Dr. Tasha, a podcast for and about women of color in STEM. These women are brave, beautiful, and brilliant. Their stories deserve and need to be heard. Their voice strong, their message clear, their experiences priceless. Now let's welcome this wonderful winning woman of color to the show. Hi, everybody. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free. Second, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make... Money from your podcast with no minim- minimum lit- listenership its everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started. Thank you. welcome to Stemming in Stilettos with Dr. Natasha Anderson. We, this, is the, this is the podcast where we honor the stories of minority women in STEM. And today, our guest is Myela Page. She is a PhD student at Georgia Tech, and she's getting her PhD in mechanical engineering. She also has her master's and her bachelor of science degree in mechanical engineering. So welcome, Myela. How are you t- today? Hi. I'm great. I'm great today. Good. So um, I want to tell our audience how uh, we met or we know each other. Um, And it's really, it's a new relationship, but I'm really excited about it. Um, So Maela is um, studying mechanical engineering. And if you guys have listened to the podcast before, you know that I am a mechanical engineer and spent 10 years doing that job. So we sort of came together and bonded over, over that. Um, but she's also in the PhD process, which I totally understand. So we've sort of been working together to make sure that she, um, she's successful and completes. And she is exactly um, she's exactly the type of, of woman that I want to encourage. And, and hopefully uh, with some guidance from me and her own uh, knowledge, she will continue to be the successful young woman that she is. And, and so I brought her on today because I really want her to tell her story, how she got to this current status and where she is and what her plans are for her future. So Maela, I will turn it over to you. OK, thank you so much. I'm excited about this
1: journey, too, that we're going to be on and my future, and you helping me. So I am course, a fourth year PhD student at Georgia Tech. For those who don't know, Georgia Tech is at the Georgia Institute of Technology in Atlanta, Georgia. I am studying mechanical engineering with a concentration in engineering education. Um, I came from Baltimore City, and then I was public school, born and raised. Um, public school educated, born and raised in Baltimore City, and I saw a lot of discrepancies in the city school system, and I always wanted to impact the school system. While I was growing up, it was always my dream. So, of course, I'm not doing it directly at the moment, but with my with my engineering degree, I just decided to be technical and get those transferable skills that I could use anywhere, pretty much anywhere that I feel as though it's best for me I don't want to I didn't want to go into industry after I graduated from undergrad because I the internships and I didn't like the trajectory of industry and being a mechanical engineer and a technical engineer but I realized that I could use my skills for different things so that's why I ended up being at Georgia Tech um, working with Dr. Catherine Fu in engineering and she assured me that I could do engineering education and so now my dissertation research is on helping students, helping students learn deformable bodies or mechanics of materials and geometric dimensioning and tolerancing in a way that incorporates 3D parts and enhances like visualization techniques and spatial learning and also engagement and retention and self-efficacy, which is the confidence that a student um, has that they can do a certain thing. So that's what my PhD is on, and I am hopefully graduating in August 2021. So like I said, I came from Baltimore, so I all discrepancies. My parents um, always made sure I was in the right place at the right time, but I saw that some of my friends didn't always get that support, and I'm here because I want to help other women get that support that I saw my friends um, get pushed aside when I saw my friends get pushed aside from. so. With my degree currently, I want to actually help pave the way for black women in engineering, but also I want to go into business consulting in the beginning just to get those skills to understand what consulting is, how I can leverage it in my future, because I think I want to work with like strategic planning and project management. So that's a little bit about me, or <laughs> well, a lot about me.
0: Uh, well, no, I, I I love all of that. So... Um, besides your parents, was, were there any other influences uh, in your life that led you to mechanical engineering? Yes,
1: um, I had, I was a Northrop Grumman scholar. They had, because Northrop Grumman was in Baltimore, they recruited from, they recruited students from Baltimore City's Public School. And I was a Northrop Grumman scholar. I was one of those few students who were recruited. And I had two black women who were my mentors. We had to go to Northrop Grumman once a month, every uh, once, once a month on the second Tuesday of the month. And we had these two women that spent the whole day with us doing a project, doing an engineering project of our choosing. And um, my mentors just happened to be two black women. The first time it was Allison and Derricka. And then the second time was Yolanda and Derricka. And until this day, me and Derricka kept in touch. Um, Derricka has been my... Um, OG mentor as we call it Um, she was an electrical engineer and Yolanda was I know she worked with audits but I'm not really sure what type of engineer she was the reason why Allison wasn't there anymore is because she moved jobs but um, and Derricka is an electrical engineer and she was an electrical engineer by trade I even attempted to go to her old college where she did a dual degree program between Washington College and University of Maryland College Park and I didn't she used to go that route, but she inspired me a lot. And then along this path, I connected with Ms. Baker. Ms. Baker, she's executive, she was the executive um, program director, executive director of the Mahawk program, Mahawk Scholars Program, which is at the University of Maryland, Baltimore County. That's where I went to undergrad and the Mahawk Scholars program is directed towards um, minorities obtaining degrees the terminal degrees, which are like MD, PhDs, and PhDs, and she was like my mom, and she encouraged me every step of the way, um, like her little daughter, and we're all her kids, but we've had a, me and Ms. Baker had a different connection, and then, honestly, I really didn't see many Black women in engineering, so of course, I became that token, but I chose to use that token to voice my opinion. Being that token to voice my opinion instead of going with the flow and just seeing where it took me, I actually decided to reach back and be that be that representation because i because I didn't have it besides Derica, and she was an engineer. Miss Baker wasn't an engineer, but those were the two people who encouraged me. So I decided to reach back and be that representation. And granted, I'm only 26 till this day, but I feel as though a lot of young Black women have reached out to me and wanted to, and saw that I had the potential and they can have the potential too. So I feel as though that's what, like just because I didn't have a mentor in the field doesn't mean that I can't be a mentor in that field and that's what I strive to do be that representation that I didn't have.
0: I love that and I think that that's absolutely right. Um, we as minority women as black women really need to reach reach back or reach forward however you want to phrase that and make sure that our young uh, our younger Black women in STEM are being supported. Um, it's tough. Um, it's still a white man's world. Um, we know that But it doesn't mean that our skills aren't um, needed and necessary and um, So we need to be able to have a voice and we need to be able to uh, Use that voice when we are, when we have the opportunity when we see something that's not uh, You know, that's out of line then we need to be able to speak up and right that wrong and then keep it moving. It's never been about, it's never been about us having the skills, it's the other things, it's the environment, it's the, um, the unspoken rules of engagement that I believe have been a hindrance um, to us and our success. So, to hear you say that you have um, done that and that you are actually teaching others how to do that is just it's just amazing and I hope that people who are listening to this um, can use you as an example of how to how to move it forward um, An additional question I have for you is uh, i know because I know you um, that you have you are working with some um well, you know, I'll just let you. So tell me about your research and how it goes, how it's going and, and some of the things that you've done in the past. Um, so my research currently, I am going into a class at Georgia,
1: an undergraduate class at Georgia Tech, which is um, Mechanical Materials, COE 2001, and we are implementing four modules. These modules um, with teacher instruction, Slide deck that is given and the activity packet and the 3D apparatus will we hope will help enhance self-efficacy in these students. So the the modules are for axial loading, which is how can you apply loads axially and help them with the visualization of that and solving test-like questions in a step-by-step manner. Um, little things that are trivial we feel as are trivial but actually this is not what happens in classrooms especially in college right um then torsion is what we're doing very soon combined loading is how you implement all these different types of loads onto one specific structure and how it reacts and beam deflection beam deflection is how um, a load reacts by having um loads applied perpendic- perpendicularly to the axial of that um, object. So that's what my research entails right now. And then currently, I'm working on a project for geometric dimensioning and tolerancing to help the students be, understand manufacturing practices more. GD&T is something that is used in manufacturing, or CAD models, and a lot of industry-based like products um, product that are made in industry need GDNT so you can understand the tolerance thing, what will fit, what is the best. And so we need to teach them the best practices for that so they can be more competitive. This, we hope, will retain students, especially since mechanical engineering, but uh, pretty much every engineering is very hard on um, African American students and other minority underrepresented minorities, um, self identified, because they don't have that representation, but they also don't have that support system. But I will go into support system in a second. Another thing that I do, I was the president of this um, program called Dream, designed with real engineers and mentors. And we went to Brady High School in Atlanta once a m- once a week, and we did a project with these students. And these students were they were it was a, about a 50-50 white and minority, but just seeing the black women there, and they picked me like the well the black group. Honestly, they get to pick their mentor, and they picked me because they felt as though I was the best for them, and I was honored. I was honored with the fact that we, and the fact that we actually, we tend to lean towards what's familiar, which was having a black mentor in that project at the time was familiar with to them because they wanted to see that representation. Then, over the past two summers, I did an internship. I mean, I did a um, teaching engagement with engagement where I did summer engineering institute at Georgia Tech. So the young ladies who are rising juniors and seniors who are listening to the podcast or parents who have rising juniors and seniors, they have SCI Georgia Tech, which is a Summer Engineering Institute. And they come three weeks to um, Georgia Tech and stay there, but do a time intensive project, which they will pitch at the end of the semester, I mean, at the end of the three weeks as a company. And this project allowed me to, for two summers, connect with these young women, connect with these young men too, because they need it too. We don't see a lot of black men um, also taking these opportunities, but I connected with these young women and I have two mental, two mentees out of that. And one of them definitely always tells me, thank you for paving the way for black women in engineering. And now she's I got her to Spelman and now she's a Spelman doing computer science. She's in her first year. So I really, this is what I do. <laughs> and I'm trying to find more ways to engage, more ways to help And um, that's who I am. But also, I said I'll get back into the support system. Um, Circling back to the question about any inspiration, I do. I have more inspiration right now in my PhD program. I have two great support systems. One up in Miss OMED, Office of Minority um, Education and Diversity at Georgia Tech. And Dr. Atwater, she is a Black woman. She did her PhD at Georgia Tech. An electrical engineer, and she's the head of institute, she's the director of Institute Diversity right now. And she definitely is one of my inspirations and one of my support systems. Then we go to the seed office where I got the opportunity to be the teacher for Summer Engineering Institute. We had Miss Jackie, she's there to push me, like that support system to push me to make sure like, are you okay? Checking with my mental health, she's the person I talk to. She's actually my point of contact here because I have nobody else in Atlanta that I knew um, when I moved here. So she's my point of contact for my family. That's how close that my support system became. And then Dr. Benson Johnson, she is, uh, she is the head of the SEED office, but she's there to talk to you about how to get done, how to get finished. She th- she has to tell me tips and tricks that helps her get finished and her degree. And Dr. Tia, she's there to help, help me too. Tell her tips and tricks to help me finish because she just she did hers while she was doing a full-time job and so having these people along the way especially a support system is crucial to your success because i believe i would not be here if it wasn't for the support systems that i've had at this moment so
0: well i i think you're right um no one no one finishes a phd by themselves i mean it's 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 a hard hard endeavor um in and of itself and then i can't imagine not having um, people who were um, around you who could help you and support you um, not just in sort of in doing the work but um like you were saying about your mental health and making sure that you are you know you're doing you're doing the things for yourself that you need to do so that um you can be you can be healthy it's it's uh it's a really it's a really um it's a long process and it's difficult. So, um, I commend you and know that you are continuing to do, um, you're just, you, you are the bomb. If no one's told you that, I just think that the work that you're doing to, um, pay it forward is incredible. And, um, there we need, we need more of you. Um, I know that there are a lot, um, there are, you, your impact is probably bigger than you think. Um, so, uh, so if people were wanting to find you, where, where, where can they find you? So you can find
1: me on LinkedIn at m as in mom, Y E L A P A I G E. So my page, you can email me at my page at gmail.com you can actually find me on Instagram at m autumn underscore. And I'm just open to talk anytime just to make sure that everybody's thriving and continuing on. Never let anybody tell you that you can't do anything. Because at the end of the day, it's only you. All the limitations are self-imposed. And that's the mantra I live by. Oh.
0: So
1: you can find me on these things. And I'm pretty sure Dr. Anderson will put them in the description
0: so oh, i definitely definitely will be doing that um okay so i hope that you guys got a lot out of uh our session today and of course you know I'll, I'll try to keep bringing minority women in stem to you um on a frequent basis so we can get their names out here and so people other people who are interested in um in this group in, in us um can see can hear us and can get to know us and that's my main purpose and I will continue to do so. You can find me uh, on Twitter at Dr. Tasha eleven on Instagram at Dr. Tasha and at LinkedIn at Dr. Tasha. Uh, so I hope to be hearing from you guys soon and uh, Maela, uh, I hope you have a great day and I'm so happy that you agreed to come on with me today. I couldn't have asked for a better guest and, you know, I wish you all the best. And of course we'll be seeing each other. So <laughs> I'm just saying this for you <laughs> to so wrap it up. <laughs> um, so, and know that, you know, wh- whatever and whenever you need me, you just want to bounce an idea or two um, off me. I'm here. Um, and it's, it's a part of what uh, I love to do. So. Um, all right, you guys, that's all we have for stemming and stilettos today. And until next time. Bye. Okay. Thank you for listening to this episode of Stemming and Stilettos. Please check out the show notes to get additional information about today's guest or today's topic. You can find the podcast on every major podcast platform. You can find additional information about Dr. Tasha at www.drtasha.com. Thanks again, and don't forget to tune in every Tuesday for the latest episode of Stemming in Stilettos.